My, my father would be very brief in such a moment. Um, I had to uh, uh, wring a lot of this out of him. Dad's grandfather, John, uh, died in 1865. Think about that. His grandfather died in 1865. In the last year of the Civil War, while serving in the Union Army, just a few weeks before the birth of his son, John. That son, John Whitehedges, married Mary Elizabeth Colley, whose grandfather had served in Pickett's Brigade of the Confederate Army. To this very American family of ancestral Welsh stock was born John Woodrow Hedges on the 13th of March, 1915. Tsar Nicholas was on the throne in Russia. The progressive, and somehow or another the nation survived, the progressive Woodrow Wilson was president of the United States. Dad's family named him after that president, and as a nickname, they called him Woody. With brothers Sam, Frank, and Billy, and sister Adelia, Dad worked the family farm in Clinton, Missouri. The muscularity of his youth persisted all his life. He held the Missouri State High School records for shot put, discus, and javelin. And if you saw him, you would know why. He got an appointment to the Navy Academy, but decided that he didn't want to wait another year, wanted to get away from the farm. So he enlisted in the fall of 1933. And just a few weeks later, he was on the sea on the battleship USS Pennsylvania. In the Navy, he picked up a new nickname, Hedgy. Late in 1939, a shipmate on his new ship, the cruiser, the USS Savannah, said that Hedgie was the only sailor that he would think of introducing to his sister, Virginia. <laughs> Mom ditched a date that she had made with another man the minute she met my dad. <laughs> Married on the 3rd of March, 1940, they were then stationed at Pearl Harbor with Dad's new ship, the USS Thornton. Dad went back to San Diego and was in San Diego before December 7, 1941, and actually Mom had left just a few weeks before on the day of the attack. But for the next three years, Mom and Dad were apart from one another. My dad was at sea at war. The Thornton, on which my dad served, was an aviation tender taking aviation gas to the front lines of sea battles from the South Pacific north to the Aleutians during the Japanese invasion of Alaska. My dad told me that there were two Bibles on the ship, the one which the captain had been issued and was required to carry, and my father's. My dad was often under fire, and during one air attack, dad was in an anti-aircraft crew amidship, and he saw a torpedo coming directly at 
where he was stationed. He took a deep breath and prayed, and the torpedo passed harmlessly under the ship, scraping the keel as it passed. His commendation from his commanding officer that day read in part, for courageous, efficient, determined action in the presence of air attack and at the risk of submarine attack, conduct was in the highest tradition of the naval service. They didn't mention anything about the angel who had made the torpedo duck <laughs> because of my father's prayers. Returning safely after the war, dad and mom at last had a chance to have me, which Father Nicholas said was one of the more hazardous things that John did <laughs> during his life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dad served again in the Korean War, and after that he came home to have one more son, my brother Keith. Dad's campaign ribbons have eight battle stars on them, and he retired from the Navy after 20 years as a chief petty officer. Yet from childhood his glory was the cross. The test of battle only made his faith stronger. He served for years in his Baptist church as a deacon, dedicated and loyal as he always was in service. Fifteen years after his service in the Navy, he was a postman, and he was beloved by all on his route, and I know that because as a kid I walked with him sometimes on his route. He often sang hymns as he delivered the mail. I remember that clearly. And he always had kind, compassionate words. Everyone greeted him. He was involved in the lives of everyone on his mail route. When the family moved back to Santa Barbara here, Dad stuck, struck up a close friendship with Father Richard Ballou, who was himself a younger combat veteran from the Korean War. And in time, Father Richard received Dad and Mom into the Orthodox Church. When Dad lost the sight of his eyes, it seemed he was given new and deeper sight. He often said, the next face I see will be the Lord's. He confided to Melissa a few weeks ago that although his beloved wife, Virginia, had passed in March, he had been spending a lot of time with her lately. The veil was always very thin for this man. Heaven was always close to him. He had a gift to listen in the dark and to bring light and wisdom if you were fortunate enough to be with him. We pray he remains near to us in his two sons, his seven grandchildren, and his seven great-grandchildren. His grace he shared freely with not just his kin, but with his wonderful caregivers, especially his beloved friend Roberto and his beloved caregivers at Sarah House, who John loved as family and whose service we, his family, shall never forget. Among us all, may his memory be eternal. Look for him to be nearby, as I did Sunday, 
from the altar looking out and wondering whether Melissa had gotten him here on time. And I believe I saw him there. And I believe he is much present with us and will continue to give us a new insight now that he's in glory. May his memory be eternal. <laughs>